Manila, are you ready to head back to high school? I don't think you could pay me enough money to go back. <laughs> Would you ever go back? <laughs> um, uh, let me have a think about that. Oh, well, while you think about that, we have a great show for you today filled with our viewers' emails, a discussion on lip syncs, and so much more. So stay tuned. Forever. Dog. Manila. Don't be bitter, bitch. Just make them eat it, honey. <laughs> Welcome to the chop with Latrice and Manila. Who who's on top? And who's on who 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 gets the chop? Who gets the chop? Before we dive into our inbox, let's dive into our weeks now. Latrice, what have you been doing this week, girlfriend? Um, not a whole lot. I slept a lot, and then I was suffering with my tooth for a minute. And then that's really about it. I didn't do a whole lot this week. I'm so glad. It's been nice. Mm. To kind of, I've been, I, well, I did do this. I did. We, oh. we, we had a meeting with um, an interior decorate designer uh, oh. to come in because we're going to start making this house, get our house together. So um, so that was exciting. And um, <laughs> Yeah, because you, you kind of turned your house into like a full on production been, studio over, over the pandemic, girl. <laughs> so let's get, some, let's get some seating. <laughs> yeah. Let's get so a sofa can, in there. <laughs> so we can actually have a real house warming. So, yeah. Yeah, all that. Fun. I yeah. love it. Ooh, interior decorating. Yeah, I'm just imagining, I've never like, worked with a designer before. I've never worked with a designer, so I was a little nervous, you know? Okay, so what's what's the vibe we're going for? Okay, well, the thing of it is, is, like, she is, she came recommended by my entertainment attorney, my, uh-huh. my lawyer, who's like, because she had just did her, the designer just did her office. We did her office. And okay. So, um. But she is a bubbly, energetic, like, ray of light and sunshine. Like, my ultimate goal is to make you happy. Nothing matters unless you're happy. And so, and then she started telling us that she's an opera singer. And then she gave mm. us a couple of uh, runs and notes and the acoustics Ooh. in the house. And yes, she was because like, you have the vaulted ceiling, baby. Yes. I was like, well, you better rip the roof off the building already, girl. Yeah. Um, and then and while so, you're up there ripping it up, add a chandelier. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we got into the lighting. Um, oh. <laughs> but um, then, you know, of course, she, uh, when we were talking about, you know, uh, goals of getting a, a baby grand piano in here and all of that. She's like, wait, who plays? I'm like, Christopher plays. He's my company. And she's like, wait a minute. You play? And I'm classical and you classical. And so like, she's like, well, maybe we can do a little trade yeah. of a little, oh, like now you're Ooh. speaking our language. Yes, yes, yes. A little, little trade yeah. here, honey. A little service for service, honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, because it's so much easier for like Christopher to plinker down on the piano keys than for you to fork <laughs> over the thousands of dollars to charge you for putting the sofa in that corner, girl. So, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, my yes. husband put out for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh, be pimping him out, pimping him out, honey. 
<laughs> oh, that's hey, that's that's how you do it though. That's exciting. All right. Well, what, what you been doing now? Well, you know, I had my first gig, girl. I got on a plane. I flew up to San Francisco, and I performed for some college kids. And oh, they well, were that's cute. Fan- Fantastic. Okay. And then I got to give them like an inspirational speech about their future. And I really feel like I fucked that up. But I was just being honest, girl. Oh, no. You weren't inspirational, girl? No, You're I like, was inspirational. All... I was inspirational. But at that point, like we were having such a good time. Like we were we were partying. We had the kids like ru- running up and down the uh, the aisles, like modeling. And, you know, oh, it was, it was fun. fun. So then fun. it came to the point where I had to be like, okay, let's sit down here and talk, talk serious. I'm like, okay, this is not working, baby. Let's just do another number. <laughs> We were having a great time though. Yeah, College kids, kids are great. Those are fun. Those are good. I feel yes. Like sometimes doing... though they're very hit or miss, but this one was yeah. fantastic. The kids yeah, yeah. were great. Um, the everyone was having a great time, so it was nice to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the kids are the future. I love them the so much. The kids are the future, and they're baby, so they're woke, so good. And they're so good, and they're just mm-hmm. trying to make a difference in this world. And I love, love, love it. Love it. Yeah. yeah. So it was like it was a nice like get back on performing on like a stage kind of situation for me for sure and it wasn't in a bar there's no alcohol on set that's what i'm saying no alcohol <laughs> that's the one thing but then again you know you know that you're you're good to go yes and it doesn't matter that i'm performing on carpet baby i wasn't gonna do anything else right <laughs> i was just gonna walk Sometimes back I'm and be- <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into your inbox the trees <laughs> Now, remember that Manila and I are both here to give you advice, and we want to help you out, Sherman, mm-hmm. you know, whether you should chop someone or something out of your life. Chop so them, please, honey. Yeah, chop them, honey, just because nobody got time for that now. No. You know, so just, you know, send us an email, latriceofmanila at gmail.com, so we can give you advice on who you or what you should chop out your life. Mm-hmm. And so we can get in here. We got something from Kimberly. All right, from Kimberly. Hello, my <laughs> lovely ladies. I'm writing in for some advice for not myself, but for my music theater students. Oh, God. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I'm currently a drama director for an inner city high school, and I'm lucky enough to have an array of diversity in regards to ethnicities, LGBTQ plus students who participate in our theater program. Being in my 30s, I find it so interesting that not only are my students open and fluid with their sexual identity identities but with their mental health mm-hmm. for example telling me that they are excited that their therapist will be coming to our opening night performance wow or that they were prescribed a new mental health medication okay, okay. all right there's always what we call showmances behind the scenes and seeing students feel comfortable enough to date openly without fear of judgment is inspiring regardless of orientation As a musical theater student back in the 2000s, this type of acceptance from my peers was not quite as present even in the close family that theater often becomes. Mm. Did either of you performance queens have experience with these types of issues while in high school, perhaps struggling or hiding your identity while still having an outlet for your talents? I'd love to emphasize closer with what some of my less loud and proud students go through and any insight would be incredibly appreciated an avid listener fan and lover of both your careers kimberly from pa wow um yeah you know what kimberly um as a matter of fact i i just met with my one of my best friends from high school uh Last time I was in LA a week ago, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. whatever, and um, you know we were we were talking about um, 
me in high school and what they <laughs> thought about me then. Like, cause you know, she's like, she's just was like, you know what? We never thought about your sexuality back then. You were just him. And um, you were the only boy in the flag team in the color guard. Um, so of course that was made me up for ridicule and to be teased and everything. But when I tell you I never had to worry about being bullied or people coming up to me, because when I tell you those girls, my my friends would like shut it down. Oh, they had your back. Oh my God. You you call me a fag or faggot. Oh, you're going to have some problems. You're going to oh, have some the, problems. All the girls. Well, they got, all they got the girls. The, they got holes with flags on them, baby. Don't fuck with them. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I, you know, during, during that time in high school, of course, I was very uh, much in the closet and still struggling with my sexual identity and who I was and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it would be years later, you know, after I graduated and even left out on my own before I came out, out. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, but that was, again, in the 90s. So that was, uh, again, a decade before even you, Kimberly. So, uh, yeah, the, it was not, I could never have been as free as these kids are today oh my gosh i'm so like it's so inspiring to see them and yeah kimberly you're like you're in awe too so i I think what she's like wondering is like you know because there's probably i feel like she's sensing like oh maybe there's still some that aren't quite as forward thinking or open or ready to express themselves like some of the other ones but you know what uh kimberly like yeah i was i was in some like musical theater in high school and i was very much in the closet um I don't know if it was fooling anyone. <laughs> I was getting musical theater. <laughs> Tap dancing girlfriend. But, <laughs> but you know, it was like, it's, it was a safe place. And it was like, it was fun because like theater allows you to play a different role. You know what I mean? You don't have That's to be true. yourself. It's like That's drag. True. You get to like play a role. So like, yeah, you can be like the straight acting, you know, um, leading guy or... Or you maybe you could be the ridiculous, like crazy cross-dressing old lady in the in the show. Who knows? So like it's a lot of fun for people to express themselves. And it's all for the show. And you know that camaraderie of like everyone coming together, trying to put together a really fun show really brings people together. So yeah, it's nice that people are like able to date. Because I remember when like the lead actor uh in my high school was like dating the the, the lead actress. It was very uh-huh. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> very that. But now it's like cool to see like oh like oh now there's like a lesbian couple okay well now they have to play straight for the for the stage <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but it's just you know it I mean it, it it is about feeling safe and like like you're gonna be okay if you're your authentic self you know um and I definitely didn't feel like it was a safe place uh, back no. in my day. But nowadays, it's like, you know, you have LGBTQIA, like, groups and clubs that are, like, within the school to help visibility and education and awareness. So, um, mm-hmm. we, I, you know, I was um, what you call a peer counselor back when I was in high school, which was the closest thing to having a support system uh if you were struggling with your identity, that was, you know, you could talk to someone and you knew that wasn't going to go anywhere. You know, your secret was going to be safe. So, 
Yeah, it's um, but you know what? As long as you keep on doing what you're doing, Kimberly, and giving these kids a safe place and motivating them and inspiring them to be um authentic and to be themselves, um, then you know. Yeah, you're, you're you're already doing your part. Yeah, they're they're already there. They're already experiencing it. They're getting what they need to get out of it at their own time. So, just keep running a you know a open and loving, thoughtful, level. Yes, support yeah, system. That's it. Now, if you need some advice or want to vent, send us an email at treesandmanila at gmail We might read it on the show next week. We'll be right back. And we back. Let's get back into this. <laughs> Let's get back into this inbox. Uh, we have from Darren. Uh, hi, Latrice Manila. My name is Darren, and I want to ask you advice on how I can be more confident socially. Hmm. I'm a performer, musician, play piano, and I really enjoy being on stage. I hide behind my piano, and I can be very ex- extroverted when I'm performing. However, if you stick me in a bar, I will shut down and go mute, and I can be very awkward and uh, hmm. to interact with. It is probably worth mentioning I have autism. A big part of my autism is social communication, social interaction. I know you are not licensed therapists, but as performers yourselves and as sociable people, I want to ask you, how can I be, be more confident when I'm on my own and not performing without coming across too obnoxious or too pushy? Mm. Stay safe. Love the pod. Darren. Awesome, man. Um, well, here's the thing. It's like you're already saying that you already know the feeling of being extroverted when you are performing on stage behind your piano. So you already know that experience, Darren. So like you can now, now you know what you need to put onto the other parts when you're just like chilling at the bar. Um, but I also noticed that you're saying like you want to make sure that you're not coming out too obnoxious or too pushy because, you know, like you're realizing like when you are sitting up there on the piano and you are making music and entertaining, like that, there's nothing stopping you. But right. like social, social interactions is like a two way, three way, three way. Like there's a lot of moving parts. So you got to be make sure that it's not just about you. It's about other people. It's like a give and take. Right. Um, but if you already know the experience of like getting on stage and just letting yourself go, like, you know, you just have to let yourself go a little bit and pull back mm-hmm. when you need to mm-hmm. channel that. And then, you know what? It's also good to have a good friend with you Ooh. who, who knows um, what your struggles are and who can be helpful and loving and be like, you know, tell you five G's, girl. You know. Like, oh yes. You know, give you your or to explain cold. to other people, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yo, no, no, that you took it too far. Let's pull no, that back. Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. exactly. So, like, you know, but like the best thing I can tell you is that practice makes improvement, and you have to put yourself in those situations. You have to be uncomfortable and face it, and have some awkward moments, and remember how that is just a moment, and it's going to be over and not to like dwell on it and beat yourself up about it um because you know chances are you know they didn't even catch it or it was you know they're 
we all have ADD, HD, TV. Especially in so, social settings like a party or a bar yeah, or something like so for sure. They're on to the next moment any which way. So, so yeah, yeah. But you, you gotta, yeah, definitely practice and, and put yourself out there and, uh, and dresses and big hair if you want. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, Get I mean, you got, you're a performer, so you know what it's like to be on stage. So, like, also, like, a drag queen tip, dress the part. You want to, yeah. like, you want to not be awkward? Then, like, make sure that you're wearing something that's, like, yeah, a, a conversation be, piece, you yeah. know, or something, something that's going to make something hot day. Yeah. <laughs> There's like so many ways for you to put yourself out there. I know you can. And like what Latrice says, you got to practice. Yeah. It's really hard. It's, it's hard. I know that like when I was first on uh, drag race, like all of a sudden I was hosting gigs and I never that's hosted, different. you know, mm-hmm. like I always would just like, you know, let the proper host like host the show. And then I would come out and do my number and then I would leave. And then, so when I would get the microphone, I didn't know what to say, but you know, you just practice and then practice. you have conversations with interactions with the people. And that's, what really makes it unique. So yeah, you got to practice. Gotta practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have another, we have another email, Latrice. This Ooh, is from David. Ah, I know. <laughs> oh, Hey, Latrilla. Love the pod. My question is for Manila. That's me. I just read that World of Wonder is doing Drag Race Philippines Uh separate from your show, Drag Den Philippines. Were those wow queens jealous of your boogie? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) There's a wide world out there they could have picked anywhere. I mean, we've got Canada. Where's Drag Race Mexico? But they suspiciously announced this not long after Manila spilled the tea on on this pod about her new show. I smell some rotted tilapia. What do you think? Cheers, David. Uh, David, I, I think that uh, I think that both of these uh, shows are have been in the works for a while, so I don't think they just announced it just like that. So, but I definitely do think that we are definitely using the double promotion as like a way to get ourselves out there because this is this is new territory that like another like there's going to be multiple shows you can watch with drag. So I'm excited about that. So which is awesome. Yeah, it's because every article that they wrote about the other one, other show, they're writing articles about my show too. So we're getting double the exposure. Wow, that's, that's it. Can't yep, ask can't for a better free, free okay. publicity. Free Whack. publicity, girl. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. No, I'm really, I'm really excited. I've been practicing my, uh, my Tagalog. Um, I'm getting better. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, and I'm really excited to go back out there. Um. Yeah. Well, good. So I hope that answers I'm, your I'm questions. For you. Yeah. Work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but I, th- you know, both there's both they're both TV shows, so a lot of work is going behind them. So there's a lot of there's a lot of people making these things happen. And may the best drag queen win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why don't we take a quick break and we'll be right back with our chops and chops of the week. And we're back. Now, this past week, we saw Silky Nutmeg and Notch slay like 50 lip syncs. I mean, she did a lot of lip syncs. That bitch was, she, she did a lot of lip syncs. So, today's Tops and Chops are our favorite and least favorite lip sync memories from our Drag Race experience. Mm. Uh, what was your best uh, moment? Um, lip sync favorite moment. Ooh, you know, I want to say my very first lip sync, which was the MacArthur Park Big Bird 
thing. I, I really enjoyed doing that number because I remember randomly performing it like not too long before I actually went onto the show at the monster. Oh. And I was really drunk and I was really feeling it. And I don't, I don't, I didn't know that that's how I would perform it, but I guess that's kind of like how I, I didn't know how crazy I was going to get on the, <laughs> like with the, with the port, with, the pulling of oh, the eyelashes I mean, and the, it, it was everything. Yeah. Everything. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You did that. Yeah, that's my favorite one of you, too. Um, mm-hmm. Mine, of course, is Aretha. Uh, yes. Like, 100%. Like, that so is good. just, like, the moment where I knew I was in my element and that there was no way I was going to move. I had made a conscious decision to stand and deliver. And mm-hmm. it worked. I didn't know if it was going to pay off, but it did, because I saw... When you see the other person doing what they do... um. You feel like if you're getting, you wonder if you're doing enough. You're like, you see them doing mm. pirouettes and all that kind of stuff, but you got to remember what lane you in and what, what yeah. you, who you are. So I stood and that was I, See, I, I black out every single time I perform. I don't know even know where the other girl is. Oh, that's good. That's good. Like, it's that's just good. me and the stage and it's just that's like, possibly. and then all of a sudden it's over and I'm like, huh. Oh, you can even tell happened? him, like, yeah, like even in my um, MacArthur Park lip sync, like I turn around and I, I bump into Delta and I had no <laughs> idea she was standing there. <laughs> but it was perfect because like we like ended in an embrace because yeah. like we had like we had become really good friends on the show and here they were putting us up against each other. And That's so, what like, happens. Don't, 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 uh, friends. don't become don't friends. Have, don't become friends with people on Drag Race. What is your worst? Mm, I don't know, boo. Uh, I don't know. Like, I was, I think the, I, I really enjoy all of my lip syncs, but the one that was like my hardest was probably on season three was the champion lip sync for the crown. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was like everything was in this one lip sync at the very oh, end. You know what I mean? Uh, and it was champion. And it was like I was in a gown, and I don't—I don't know. It was just I wasn't—I was like Feeling trying to it. figure. Well, I, you know, it was like I don't know. It was like just one It was a. It was a. It was like a song that like kind of like was the whole season. We was like playing in our minds like for the runways. So it was like it already like had this like. Uh, every time I was triggered every time you heard the song you know what I mean it was like because it was like yeah. right before you go on the runway that's the song and it yeah. was yeah. and then we had performed it in the music video and it was like I don't know here we are again doing this song and I was like how am I just like freaking you know we've been listening to the song I, I all the fucking you. season yeah. so I don't know it was like hard it was like a, it was a hard song and it was like the most pressure because I wanted it so bad you know I feel you for that Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wasn't gonna be doing no like death drops or no splits in that gown. That girl. song doesn't call for that. It does also, not. I, I can't do that. I can't do death drops or splits. So. <laughs> that part. So I just stood there. You know, I was, yeah. I was, I was baving the way from the trees. Yeah, right. I conscious decision. <laughs> what about you, Latrice? What is like one of the worst listing moments? <laughs> oh, I hate it. I'm trying to decide whether I hated the bitch ball or um, the Winona when I went home on my season. Uh, the worst. Uh, there's a, 
Yo, there's uh, two. Yeah, Which one's the two. worst, though? Well, <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna go with the Winona when I got in because that was when I felt like I was done. I was done. I mm. felt like I had already gave my goodbyes in Untuck. Because you know you can feel. Well, no, you don't know. Well, <laughs> no, I know I can feel. I knew exactly when I was going home, especially on All Stars 4. Okay. I knew I was going home. I was like, what can I fucking do? Here we go. Here we go. That feeling. You, know, you, know, you know when they're gunning for you. You know when your time is up. You can feel it in the air. Production's acting kind of funny. You know, everything mm-hmm. just seems a little peculiar and off. So, like, when I knew I was in the bottom and had to do that song, I was just like, let's just go through these motions because there's no way I'm going to beat Chad in this song. This is not Right, because some songs work better for some queens. Like, (laughs) it just is. It just is. Yeah, and there was nobody else qualified to send me home. Yes. Chad. Like, when you look at it, nobody else was qualified at that moment. So... Yeah, so I, it, was, it was actually an honor to lose to Chad or to be sent home by Chad because I felt like I could respect that mm. <laughs> more than if it was like Fifi or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. You want to go out on like, yeah, in your own dream fantasy, in your right. own vanilla, French vanilla fantasy, exactly. like of how you get eliminated. Yes. Exactly. It's going to be the gag around the season. People are going to cry. People are going to turn and their TV on. They did. All of those things happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. thanks, Joseph, for telling us these chops and tops. Thanks, Silky Pet Mekinash, for making us rehash these terrible okay. memories. Right, right. Now I'm all triggered again. Uh, <laughs> but thank you guys for listening to The Chop. Make sure you subscribe to our show and can rate review us on your podcast app. We have new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. You can send us an email. We might read it on the show next week. We want to hear from you, so hit us up at latriceandmanila at gmail.com. And you can follow us at Latrice Royale and at Manila Luzon. And we'll see you next week to find out who or what gets the chop. Forever. To listen to The Chop ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. The Chop is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Latrice Royale and Manila Luzon. Produced by Joseph Shepard. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Big Dipper, Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is The Chop by Manila Luzon and Latrice Royale.